in Taiwan Talk this week. This omakase is the whole dishes have my memories and experience. Taipei restaurant Inita captured the admiration of Michelin inspectors with its take on Japanese and Italian cuisine. But Inita isn't just another fusion restaurant. The offer is personal for Chef Kunihiro Hagimoto and his wife Joyce, because Inita is Chef Kuni's take on his multicultural culinary experience. In Japan, many, many TV shows about food. And then uh, when I was a child, I was always watching the TV show. And then for me, Italian cuisine is very beautiful and very bright, artistic. So that's why uh, I decided to do Italian cuisine. You've, but you also can cook Japanese food because Inita is a, is a fusion of sorts between Japanese and Italian cooking, yes? Uh, yes. Of course, the, uh, doing the cuisine is not study only Italian cuisine. Of course, I study the Japanese cuisine, also Chinese cuisine, uh, some of French cuisine. And then when I went to Italy to learn Italian cuisine, is many, many Italian people love Japanese culture. So that they ask to me about Japan, not only the cuisine, but also the culture. So that actually, the, I start to study more about the Japanese culture and the cuisine when I was in Italy, to also the pray to them well. Okay, how did that feel for you? I mean, you had to leave your own country to discover your country. Uh, it was very everyday feeling like adventure. It, when I was in Japan, kind of very comfort zone. So you just do your life. And also in the work in Japan is uh, very strict. You hide your emotion and you have to work uh, very hard. But after I went to Italy, I uh, discovered many other cultures and then uh, my emotion is uh, opened. So the, I think the going the other countries is, of course, there is many risks and also the uh, many things you don't know. You have to learn again from zero, but uh, uh, many things you can learn and discover. Okay, so when you're cooking, right, did you find any bridges between Italian and Japanese cuisine? Actually, the uh, many, many things I feel uh, similar in Japan and in Italy. Not only the cuisine, about also the culture and the people. So that's why after start to understand very well, deeply, the culture and the cuisine, very easy to connect the cuisine to. Can you give me an example of where you saw the crossover? Maybe the handmade pasta in Italy and uh, Japan. Japan, they do like handmade soba like ceremony, very quiet, very serious. Master chef is uh, doing the soba, make the masterpiece of day soba. And in Italy, is kind of like a opposite. It's like a more uh, cooking with fun and also singing and then dancing and then make the fresh pasta, handmade pasta. It's like a grandma and mother together, all the family together. But looks like a two different things. One is like a full of joy. One is like a very serious professional. But actually, the both of them is is like a made for love. It really, really want to make the people who eat is enjoy and then love it. So that's why these parts I feel really, really connect. So the looks different, but the, the base is the same. And then uh, also the cuisine. Many parts, Italian cuisine actually respects Japanese cuisine. And also the Japanese cuisine also the respects Italian cuisine. So tell me about different special things that you do for your, for your guests. Our restaurant is open kitchen. 
so the customer can see the all of our moves, cooking to serving and, and uh, explaining everybody together. So kind of live show. Right? So the one of the things is uh, uh, I make hundred dollar pasta in front of the customer. So the customer, without explaining, can understand the uh, really very homey, uh, lovely food, and then we can talk and uh, exchange our feeling like a uh, very free, very good. Yes. In the 11 or 12 dishes that mm. you serve, if you had to choose one that symbolizes you and Joyce, what would that be? Me and Joyce? Yes. Or maybe just you. <laughs> <laughs> or Anita. Or Anita, yeah. I cannot choose one. <laughs> choose a baby. Choose a ba- I want you to choose a baby. Choose one baby. You have, you have 11 babies on the table, but you have to choose one. There will be that one dish, when you cook it, it, you put it down in front of you and you think, that's it. That's my heart and my soul is in this dish. This omakase is the whole dishes have my memories and experience. The, actually, our cuisine and dishes are uh, not combined only the ingredients. It's not like a just fusion. The behind is there is many uh, culture, island, or memory, or uh, feeling. So the, that's why each dish is, is really, really uh, important for me, but uh, if you insist, <laughs> let me choose one. Uh, one is our uh, signature dish, dorayaki. It's like a, a Japanese sweet, it's called dorayaki. Two pancakes in between is the sweet red beans paste. In Chinese, it's tonlosao, tonlosao. So this is the traditional Japanese dessert, but taste is, of course, Italian, and even not sweet. We put inside is beef tartar instead of red beans paste, and then combined with the tonnata sauce in Italian, but it's a homemade tuna mayonnaise. So the taste and the traditional Italian appetizer is vitello tonnato, is a roast beef with tuna mayonnaise. But uh, we combine this Japanese sweet dorayaki, and then uh, we serve to customer. Why is it special for you? This is kind of like uh, my experience and the memory because uh, when I went to Italy, I went to learn Italian cuisine, but also there is some exchange. They ask me like, oh, can you make some Japanese food? Or, and then they like also the Japanese culture and anime. It's called Doraemon. And then Doraemon likes this tonlosao, dorayaki. So the, they saw some like uh, anime and then they said, what's he eating? This looks like a very tasty. Can you make it? So the, I, I made for them and they like a lot. So that makes me happy. Something I make then uh, also from my culture and they like. I make many, many times dorayaki for <laughs> many Italian people. So this has become my memorable dish. And then also that I had a very, very good uh, Italian cuisine, vitello tonnato. Well, it's, wow, it's surprise tasty. So these two things I combine and then uh, start to put uh, our menu. Here, the customer is really, really like that. Like some like a saltiness and then sweetness together and also looking very cute. So that's why the customer is very like this dish and then became our signature dish too. What would you tell people mm. when they say, Inita is just another Japanese restaurant or Inita is just another fusion restaurant? I don't think the competition or something. I, actually, I don't look that much as a restaurant for the competition. Not because like, we are better or something. Just like uh, 
uh, our restaurant is a very personal restaurant. Mm -hmm. So the, uh, we are doing what we believe and what we like and what we uh, think the customer will love it. Different than others because we are very personal restaurant. What is it about Taiwan that has made it, maybe not easy, but has made it possible for you to find the career success that you found? So, actually the first time I came to Taiwan is 2017 to 18, uh, uh, one time I did a pop-up restaurant here. At the time, I really, really felt a lot of possibilities and the future from Taiwan. The nature is very beautiful, people are so nice. So six years ago, so still our fine dining is growing up, growing up. So I felt a lot of possibility. And then uh, I'm Japanese, so I feel a lot of the also kindness from Taiwanese people because Japan and Taiwan is a very good friendship. You were listening to Chef Kunihiro Hagimoto of Taipei One Michelin Star Inita. Now, if parts of this episode caught your interest, you can catch this and past episodes of Taiwan Talk on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. I'm Hope Go. Thank you for tuning in.